0: Welcome to the Ride for Real with Steve Lammett podcast, where Steve shares his philosophies on horse training and coaching riders in ranch versatility, performance, and cow horse events. This podcast is brought to you by Equinity All Natural Horse Supplements. For any horse at any stage of life, it's streamlined, cost-effective, and easy. Hi, this is Steve Lammett. On today's podcast, we're talking about not to be afraid of the mistake or don't be afraid of the mistake. Um, we actually filmed the show just sort of recently. That's going to be airing on the Cowboy Channel. Um, don't be afraid of the mistake. Well, you know something that's like uh, you're robbing the horse of an opportunity to learn is what really is happening. A lot of times, I, I for me and a lot of the riders that I see, they either take lessons or I see it at expos uh, or participate in clinics uh, when we travel around the country. What they do is um, they do a lot of micromanaging, and they, they ride with a lot of contact in the rain, and, and they're, 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 they're trying so, so hard to do things right. When you look at other trainers, and we're talking top riders in the country, you'll watch those riders throw those horses away, Big, a, a lot of drape in the rain. And you'll notice this on horses or, or trainers that are teaching a horse to stop or teaching a horse to spin or tracking or reading cattle and trying to get a horse to, to latch onto a cow. Um, for that matter, circling or keeping a straight line that they're riding uh, with so much slack in the rein that the horse is allowed to either miss that stop, float out of the spin, drift out of the circle, you know, uh, sort of get lost in that straightaway. And then after that horse does that, the, the rider, the trainer, makes a correction. And that's what we should be shooting for, um, because at that point in time, we start to add corrective value to what we're doing, to to the correction itself. Otherwise, um, we're dealing sort of like in shades of gray versus a black and white concept of when we're training a horse, we're you know, we want to make it easy. And and again, what I see with lots of riders is they're preventing that mistake from happening as if it's a bad thing. Um, I'm 51. I have failed more times than I ever have succeeded. I, I'm speaking now with a little bit of, you know, age and 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 wisdom and and you you learn something from your mistake you know that old adage the master has uh, failed more than the student has ever tried that's what you're robbing the horse of so what happens is you know susie or dave is is riding the horse and and preventing or in their mind helping the horse to understand what they're doing but they're preventing that mistake so what happens is Susie and dave becomes the best horse they can be while the horse itself is sort of just tagging along for the ride and uh they they you start to develop a horse that is lazy and and in the sense that hey you know mom or dad will take care of this i don't i don't really have to stay in the circle or I, I don't have to stay in the spin. I, I, I don't have to stop with the cow because, you know, they're going to pull on my face and they're going to get bracy and the legs are either on or off. Or, Truthfully, they don't know what they're doing. And, and they'll do this. And they'll do this not just, you know, one or two times or 10 or 20 times. The, this is the entire training philosophy. And what happens is, when we start doing stuff like that, is that the horse just zones out, tunes out. It's like having a, a boss that uh, is micromanaging everything you're doing. And you start to do the job, and then you're corrected uh, before you even get a chance to know if you've done it right or not. So after a while, you know, you just sort of look and the boss nods or shakes his head and you go on after a while you're not even paying attention so i think for myself uh when and and this has happened i will tell you uh at least in terms of myself is uh i was one of those who was afraid of the mistake uh like to the point that you know i when i'm at expos i always say you know uh, when I was 20, I thought I was a pretty good rider and trainer. And then when I was 30, man, I, I realized that that 20-year-old didn't know too much. And at 30, I really knew everything. At 40, I looked back and I said, hey, that 30-year-old guy was pretty good. The 20-year-old guy was sort of learning. Now I'm 50. The 40-year-old guy was, you know, starting to head in the right direction. The 30-year-old was, you know, at least showing up for the party. And the 20-year-old was just a flipping idiot. And uh, and I'm sure I'm gonna regroup this, and when I'm in my sixties and seventies, and I'm sure that idiot is gonna you know, advance his age until he was thirty. Speaking of myself, but you know what we what I was doing back then is I was always trying to have the horse be right, so that they didn't learn something wrong, or they didn't think they could get away with something. So, you know, the whole, th- the whole concept of repetition, I would just keep repeating something, thinking in, in my mind at the time that what I was doing was um, actually setting that horse up for success. And now, later on, and having decades underneath me in terms of training and, and understanding this, is actually seeing that what I've done was steal an opportunity for that horse to become an active participant and involved and invested in in their own learning process versus just a, a passenger along for the ride. So the, the, the concept of don't be afraid of the mistake, it, it, it's a training philosophy for the... For the horse, in terms of how the horse becomes more active in the learning process, again, creating a corrective value in the training process. So again, whether it's circling or straight lines or hooking on to cow or, or spinning or uh, you you could you could apply this to to jumping. You could apply this to dressage. You could you could apply this to roping in terms of tracking rating. Um, but setting that horse up like that, that, that's awesome. The other, the flip side to not being afraid of the mistake is, is actually what it does in terms of the, the mind of the, the rider, the trainer at that time. Um, you know, and, and I, I could literally just turn back the hands of time and remember, man, when I first started showing and, and <laughs> And like every, everybody out there, these are like little tiny shows that you, in your head, you build up to something just, it, it's like the World Championships, and, and it's at the local fairgrounds on a, on a Friday night at some little tiny association that came up with a couple letters and called itself something, and, and you get there, and and, and, and it's just a little rail class, and there's four people in it, and, and the only thing you're doing is praying and you're not going to be last and you get yourself so worked up. And, my God, you're, you're not fourth. You're, you're sixth by the time they actually pass out the ribbons. And, 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 you know, and then you go back in that practice pen, and you start watching everybody, and you start doing your thing, and you're going and going, and you're doing what happens is after a while you're not doing your thing, you're doing their thing. So it's the same thing that applies when we're showing our horses. We 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 hopefully have done enough work at home where we can turn them loose, allow that mistake to happen at home so that when we start to go to a show, we can do it. So the the whole concept of, of you know, don't be afraid of the mistake is we're just micromanaging entirely too much. And again, we're just we're we're robbing that horse of a learning opportunity, and, and basically, when when I when I teach students this, or we're at expos, or at clinics, when I talk about you know um, creating that opportunity so that the horse learns, we have to allow them to drift out of that circle. We have to drop our hand, work that flag, work that cow, and then. When that flag stops or that cow stops, we sit. We say, "Whoa!" And if it doesn't happen, and that horse blows past, then that correction is made. Uh, for for myself, I mean, we just had clients here this past weekend, and, and working, working, uh, we were working buffalo and we worked the flag and we cut out of the herd and we're doing all these different things, and the entire time. If I had to pick one phrase that uh, I was saying over and over and over again was "drop your hand, drop your hand, drop your hand," and the riders were literally overriding the horse. They were they were trying to outthink the horse instead of allowing that horse to do the job. So then. Several times I said, here, let me, let me get on. Let me show you what I want. And I showed, and then, you know, something, the horse failed, which was okay. The horse didn't turn, you know, didn't draw back on the turn. They, they didn't work the flag correctly. Well, when I asked for the stop and I kept my hand down and I asked for a stop in the reining pattern, they, the stop wasn't as deep as I wanted to. They didn't go to the ground hard enough. That's fine. You make the correction. So this is, this is one of those sports that the partner that we have, okay, uh, is non-human. Is, uh, we, we have an animal that has a mind and personality. It's not, it's not a bat. It's not a ball. It's not a racket. It's not a club um, that we have to learn to use. The tool we have is, is an equine with the mind. And if we set them up and create opportunities where we can say hey here's your job show them their job and then turn them loose to their job say okay we're going to go ahead and follow that that cow we're going to track or right that buffalo and then that buffalo stops and then they miss it and then we correct and in that adding that correct value if we'll we'll use an example of dropping a shoulder if we just picked up our you know, our, our cow side rein or picked up our inside hand on in a circle or a turn and, and leaned it up against the horse's neck, are we creating an opportunity where we're adding corrective value or are we creating an opportunity where the horse learns to, again, rely on the rider? So in situations of dropped shoulders, and I'm just stating an example here, you know, a great correction is picking them up, counter flexing them and getting them to, to come off of that rain, come off that leg. And as soon as they come off of it, quit. Okay. So they demonstrated in that first step that was correct, what they were supposed to do. Your acknowledgement, your release of that aid, uh, demonstrates and shows the horse, hey, this is what we're after. Because if we don't do that, we're actually conditioning the horse to lean on us and for them to rely on us to say, hey, I'm going to lift the shoulder. Hey, I'm going to stop you. Hey, I'm going to turn you. And so on. So the, the idea in order to become that better rider, in order for us to start developing a better horse, is for us to set up uh, opportunities where we can make a few corrections. And those corrections, when I talk about adding corrective value, instead of doing something a 1,000 or 2,000 times it be where the the horse actually is, is just so monotonous because it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's the same thing and there's there's you know it's just like vanilla vanilla ice cream just a big bowl of melting vanilla ice cream. Yeah and, and, and the horse sees it the same way. Hey, it's great at the beginning and after a while it's this bowl of vanilla ice cream that will never. I'll well, never finish, and you're just like you're still eating it because you don't know what else to do because it's melting, but you don't get anything. You know, the, the thrill of it is over. So, what we're shooting for is to say, okay, you're doing it wrong. Fix it, and then as soon as they 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 come off of it, lift that shoulder. As soon as they hit that stop and hook back onto the cow, we turn them loose. Whether it's a spin whether it's the stop, whether it's that the shoulder or circling where they're dropping it, whether this is, whether this is a, a dressage rider, you know, or a hunter-jumper or, or, or trail rider for that matter. We, we have to ride our horses in the sense that we're setting them up. We show them the task. We as riders, we as trainers, because in all honesty, every one of us that rides a horse ends up assuming the role of a trainer. And, and we send them off, and we do our job, if we're just becoming uh, middle management and micromanaging everything that they're doing, we, we, we make the training process itself uh, a boring process. They don't enjoy it. They don't want to be part of it. And we don't get that, that extra oomph, that extra value out of it, that the significance of a correction. So, We have to, as riders and trainers, we have to become comfortable with the fact that we're going to fail. We have to be comfortable with the fact that the horse is going to fail. And then have a plan of when they fail. Here's the correction. And, you know, be, um, I think be smart enough, be humble enough to say, hey, this correction did not work. This correction just was wrong, you know. I'm the first one to say, hey, I picked this bit. <laughs> Surprise, didn't work. We'll try another one. Uh, this correction did not work. We're going to try something else. But, you know, at, at least what you have to do is in that correction, you have to be consistent in applying it to get that, that the, 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 the release, the reward, the the, the the task at hand that has to happen. But you have to be welcome the fact of failure um which is a really strange concept for i think for us as humans because we don't want to fail but you, you have to look at it i think from my perspective uh, when i started to look at it as that that failure was part of a training process and as part of the training process for the horse the rider themselves becomes very comfortable with it because their horsemanship has has i i believe uh achieve such a level that um, when, when, they're, when they are going through this and they are failing, they don't see it as a failure anymore. It, it's just, hey, I got another opportunity to show the horse what I need to do. And it and it's literally becomes a, a mindset change, a philosophy change, um, that you can go ahead and, and you welcome it versus being afraid of it. I, I look at when I watch riders entirely micromanage everything that they're doing that uh I, I put them in the category of uh, of sometimes i'll watch someone ride a horse and the horse has done something and it's wrong it's obviously it's wrong you know we'll say like a horse that's aggressive that you know went to bite another horse or, or went to kick another horse or bucked or something and the rider doesn't do anything and i uh, would always ask those riders i'm like. You, did you not feel that? Did you not feel him kick that other horse or, or go to lunge or buck or, or do something? And they're like, yes, I did, but I didn't know what to do. And I don't want to make a mistake, so I didn't do anything. Okay, uh, that is the uh, 180 degrees opposite direction of corrective value. They've actually shown the horse exactly how to get out of something or allow them to do something and said, hey, I'm not going to do anything. So, their but their philosophy is they didn't want to make a mistake, so that goes sort of hand in hand with being afraid of failure because they didn't want to make a mistake, they didn't want to fail. Okay, so in that concept, they they chose not to do anything because they didn't know what was the right choice. And, and those are those are riders or when I have them in clinics or expos that I say you did make a choice, and and I've had I've had a few of them argue with me, and they're like, no, I didn't. I'm like, yes, you did. Your choice was not to make a choice. That's still a choice. And, and and that idea that of not making a choice is the same thing as saying, hey, I'm not allowing my horse to fail uh, so that the horse doesn't have a consequence ever, The horse doesn't get a correction, doesn't have an opportunity to learn from this, and it goes back into that sort of that gray zone. So um, really, I think on the parting note is just sort of for you guys at home, to welcome the fact that the failure's there, become comfortable with it, actually learn to like it. Uh, because like when someone sends a horse in for training with me, if they buck, I have to get them to buck so I can teach them not to buck. If they get here and they ride and they don't buck or they don't spook from something, the horse is coming because it's spooky or whatever, uh, did I just avoid the 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 chances of training, the opportunities to train this horse, or, or did I, you know, and steal that? So, you know, you, you got to look at it in the sense that, uh, you want that failure. You want that problem to happen so that there can be a correction to it. So and, instead of being afraid of failure, you have to really start to, you know, welcome it. And, uh, I don't want to say shoot for it, but you know, don't, don't ride your horse in the sense that you're going to do things, uh, in such a, um, uh, we're going to use the word passive way, um, to prevent them from making those mistakes and and robbing them of training opportunities. So anyhow, thanks for listening and, uh, make sure you tune in again to our podcast. And, uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, you know, uh, email them to us, check out our website. Don't forget to watch us on on the, the cowboy channel and like us on Facebook. We'll see you next time, right here. Thank you for listening to Ride for Real with Steve Landvin. Wanting more? Then watch Steve on the Cowboy Channel. Check out his website where you could find links to his video library, his Facebook fan page, and his online store. This podcast was brought to you by Aquinity, all natural horse supplements. For any horse at any stage of life, it's streamlined, cost-effective, and easy.